Hello, thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined as always by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how are you, buddy? Hi, Ryan. Good to talk to you this morning. It is. It is, well, is it still morning for you? I guess it's afternoon for me. It's afternoon yeah. for you, yeah. So, so yeah, we're existing in two different uh, time zones and realities now. So uh, I can tell you what happens uh, in this timeline. It's uh, it's pretty groovy. I don't want I don't want I don't want to spoil the future for you, Todd. No, my it, no, I'm living your future. You have it backwards. <laughs> no, no, no. I see. That's where that. I, no, 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 no. I think that's wrong. I think quantum mechanics will say that I'm in the I'm in the okay, future. And okay. The, yeah. No. Etc. Okay. okay. So, so that's enough. So enough of that. Um, so this episode, uh, we are um, we are fulfilling a long. This is a long-standing request. From multiple listeners. Multiple listeners, right. Multiple listeners who emailed me. Um, they uh, This is a bit of a mixed metaphor, but eagle-eared listeners have caught um, comments I've made in the past about um, uh, autism and uh, disability, and they wanted uh, an episode on uh, both. And uh, so this... Uh, so unfortunately, we're not going to talk about um, autism in this episode. Uh, we're we do know someone who is a bit of an authority on the subject, but it's just like, you know, Todd and I have a hard time being in the same room at the same time to do these. So it's been very hard to get a third person uh, involved. So that that will that will probably happen at some point, but it's going to be a little while. But this episode is going to be about uh, psychoanalysis and disability, and um, uh, eventually we're going to talk about. Um, uh, capitalism, because when do we not? Okay. And uh, <laughs> and um, uh, talk about uh, trauma um, as well. So this is a this is a uh, wide a ranging, po- wide, ranging wide ranging episode. Yeah, yeah, and it is going to start with a bit of a personal narrative for me. So um, uh, get used to the sound of my voice for a little bit. But Todd, please or skip don't. ahead. <laughs> Yeah, don't listen to me. Sorry, Whatever. sorry. I, no, I don't no, no, no. Don't, don't skip ahead. <laughs> you don't want to miss this. Yeah. No, that's really great because that's the like, that's the kind of healthy disrespect that I need from you. So that's the, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you're going to critique in your personal story. Oh yeah, that's right. That, yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay. Right. So, um, okay. So this is a, a part of the reason I, you know, if I had to. Um, uh, explain why, like you know, I've I mentioned certain things about. Um, uh, disability uh, in previous episodes, it is because um, I have a cognitive disability. Uh, I do not, I'm just very, very recently started to, uh, I don't know, say that about myself or phrase it in that way. Um, because, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to it, but here's, here's what happened to me. Uh, 12 years ago, I was in, and this is all like this, uh, well, whatever. This is all. This is all. This is all uh, 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 nakedly very, very true and, and autobiographical. Twelve years ago, I was in a very serious car accident. Uh, my my family listens to this podcast, and friends do so. Like um, you can skip ahead. <laughs> Todd said that earlier, but maybe I don't know uh, if uh, for other people uh, you uh, strap yourself in. So uh, yes, yeah, so I was driving to school on the twenty first of February uh, two thousand seven, um, and. I don't, I can tell you what happened. I don't remember what happened, but I was in a really serious car accident. I, um, I suffered, uh, after my car hit the guardrail and bounced off and flipped and hit a tree, I suffered a, um, a skull fracture, a jaw fracture, and I broke the tiny bones in your ear that you don't realize you have until you break the tiny bones in your ear. 
Uh, and as I was taken to, I was just telling Todd, I was just clarifying this for you. I was taken to a hospital. This was near uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. I was taken to Charlton Memorial Hospital at Fall River. And uh, they pronounced me in the, I was in the worst state of unconscious. This is a Glasgow coma scale for anybody who knows. I, I was a 3T, which is the worst. This is like, um, yeah, you don't want to be low. It's not like golf. You want to be high on this scale. You, you, you don't want to be where, where I was. Uh, and I was taken to um, Rhode Island Hospital in Providence uh, where uh, life-saving uh, surgery was performed uh, upon me by uh, a man named Dr. Freeze, like the Batman villain, which I always thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but Or wait, no, maybe he's Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. He's yeah. Mr. Freeze. He yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. a degree in anything. He didn't yeah. have formal training in a single, in a single right. thing, that guy. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, so um, I, if you look... Just to get a sense of the scale of the injury, if anybody listening, if you're in a position where you can, I mean, if you're driving, don't do this. But um, if you look at your hand, uh, I think this would be relative to the size of like the individual person listening. If you look at your hand and you put your hand uh, up to the side of the, the left side of your skull, um, about that's about how much of my skull is missing. Uh, or I, I mean was for a period of time. I have uh, what I typically refer to as a plate there, uh, but it's not a plate. It is, as uh, the as, as Dr. Freeze said to me, um, it is a titanium wire mesh filled in with bone substitute, which uh, is probably medical concrete. I don't know how it could be anything else. Uh, so that's why if anyone sees you, they'll notice that you have hair only on the right side of your head. You have no hair at all on the no, left. So never. it's a very interesting haircut that you have, I, I have to say. <laughs> That's a lie. If you, <laughs> as you, uh, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> but but you know what's really funny? You said that though. Uh, you have to have a special haircut. That is true. No, I know that. well, I well, I pay a lot for haircuts so that yeah. it, so that it covers the long scar that I have on the, on the left side of my right. head. But right. when I was in the hospital, they only sh- they only shaved the left side of my head. So I really what you just described is like well, I true. had hair, yeah. and I had really long hair then. My hair was down to my like my shoulders. Um, and, uh, it, I like, it was, uh, it looked really, really bad. It was like, it looked like, I don't know. I think you should think about reintroducing that. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be pretty heavy metal. I think of of me to like, just to really own the scar or whatever. But, um, anyway, uh, as a, so yeah, so as a, um, I, the, the, the keystone thing here besides the physical injuries is, uh, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. And I was uh, I was in the hospital. I was in a coma for five days, uh, in hospital for a month, uh, outpatient rehab for uh, three or four months. Um, during which time um, I returned to work at Walmart. Fun fun fact: they they let me work there. Uh, I have, I think that they, they must have not believed what me like what happened to me because they let me work there with uh, six inches of my skull missing, and the, there was just. So there was my skull, and then there was just a, uh, a portion of it that was missing, and it was just my skin on top of brain fluid and then my brain. And they let me work there. My only restriction was that I couldn't go in the back room, but that's where the time clock was So and the break room. So I was back there all the time. Uh, like, I don't know. They were, like, so, supposedly this was to, 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 like, save me if there was, like, falling metal or something like that that would just, like pierce my um my tent like i should i just shouldn't have gone back like uh, uh the 
they should they should not have let me uh, sell uh, televisions, uh, plasma screen TVs to people for a number of different reasons. But anyway, um, so um, I went back to school earlier than uh, than I was supposed to. And um, this is something that's just like a little bit um, relevant for the future is that or for like a future of our conversation. Um, I had, you know, disability accommodations. If anybody's been to school and you, you know what that's like, you know, there's a, there's an office, like an accessibility office and you talk to people, they get a list of accommodations, things that you need. And you talk to, um, you talk to different uh, professors and and you get accommodations and the climate then, and this is a little bit still, I feel uh, still lingers, um, was kind of one of suspicion Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) where, a professor was, I think this is more widespread then, but it is certainly still the case now is, uh, is, is people want to make sure that you really have a disability and that you're not trying to get away with something. And because that was kind of at, at the, at the level of like the classroom and teaching, because like that seemed to be kind of the concern. There was this kind of a, like I got the sense that I would be getting away with something. And this was like this was like a really big thing for me. So, uh, so, so you like, felt I, guilty. I felt guilty, and I felt uh, weak and and stupid. Like I felt like it's really it's hard. I'll describe like ha- having a a traumatic brain injury was is a uh, <laughs> very humbling and and like I like I it, your mind is physically my mind was physically debased. And, uh, I, a lot of it was very embarrassing. Like I would forget words, like words that I knew. And just like, it took me, uh, I don't know, weeks to remember, um, what you called a car without a roof, you know, a convertible. I just like, yeah. I lo- like I lost it. And it just, it sounds, it wasn't like I forgot, like, Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's just, it was, it was gone. It was like, it wasn't in my head anymore. And, um, I was like throughout all of this, like I was, I was really, Lucky, like my family was there every day. My friends were there every day. I was in, I got into the uh, inpatient rehab like immediately um, at Spalding Rehab in Boston, which is like one of the, if, you, if you're going to have, you know, don't get in a car accident and have a traumatic, traumatic brain injury. But if you're going to get in a car accident and have a traumatic brain injury, uh, there are few better places to, to end up than uh, Spalding Rehab Hospital in Boston. Um, and... They're kind of uh, at the time that this happened to me. You know, I said this was two thousand seven. Like they were at the vanguard of uh, like treating um, head injuries, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of of all kinds, like uh, strokes. Um, uh, which this is really interesting. Uh, or or if you fell, if somebody fell, and they they right. had, they they went to a coma or something like that. I don't know if this is still the same way, but again, I talked about this suspicion thing. It it's pervasive in. Um, this is one of the things with disability uh, in general is suspicion is something that you're kind of always uh, working to fight against in the field of disability studies. This is like a chief concern. I, like I, 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 as I take it, but um, when I, I was, I was in uh, outpatient rehab with a number of different people who got, you know, uh, there was a guy who uh, had a brain injury from a motorcycle accident and I saw him every day and he reintroduced himself to me every day. Wow. And it was like really heartbreaking. Uh, but I, yeah. And, but there, there was another guy, an older guy who was doing, I don't know, work in his shingles and he fell off the ladder. And what happened to him was referred to as an acquired brain injury. 
So what happened to me was a traumatic brain injury, but what happened to this guy, for insurance purposes mostly, was called an acquired brain injury, like like he did it to himself, basically. And so the way that insurance covered it was different. What happened to me was Well, you might have done it to yourself. I don't think you know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I probably didn't. Right, I mean, but you yeah, could have but, caused the accident by just, right. like, swerving to hit a miss a animal or something you know like right, I mean, that's right. that's probably yeah. even likely right that there yeah. was an animal maybe in the road and you swerved to miss it and then you right you yeah. crashed so, yeah and i have yeah and i yeah and i don't remember it and the people saw people who were driving behind me called the cops saw the car like that's you know with from a cell phone like that's what happened and that's why but they didn't report it. what happened right no, because they didn't. I don't think they saw it. Right, um, right. And and it just. I think they said that. But that's my an car, interesting yeah. distinction. Whether you brought it on yourself or it just happened to you, right? Like that they right. want to make that distinction, right? Even right. in these it's, cases where someone didn't really bring it on themselves. No, exactly. Right. It's like so. Like like, like so. I wonder. It, so can you? Can, I don't things. mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah, go ahead. But no, no, jump just, in. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I wonder where you think CTE fits in. So CTE, for people that don't know, is the is the is Chronic brain traumatic dis- encephalopathy. Encephalopathy, yes. That yeah. that that the that football players have mm-hmm. the brain injury that football players have, and I think of all people, I mean, they're the one. They it seems like they brought it on themselves more than right, more right. than anybody. I kind when of joke got, whenever yeah. I can't forget. Remember, that's funny. I said forget a name. Whenever I can't remember a name, mm-hmm. I always joke that I've I'm starting to get the first because I played all the way through college. So. Um, Oh, man. But I, but I wonder where that stands on that that like is it given to yourself or did you get it you know I wonder well I mean so yeah like this was this is 2007 so I'm I I don't I don't know what has been changed or updated I would hope that it's that that things are better but I mean you know healthcare and, and there's a reason why healthcare is a is a political the hot political issue all the time in America and that like right. most, I believe like 55% of all bankruptcies are related to medical expenses in this country. Right. No, it's incredibly high. It's yeah. incredible. So, um, so it, yeah, so I hope that it's better, but I mean, e- even just, even just that idea of like, well, we need to separate, like, right. Like this guy really like, so like I, and, and that this was like a thing that actually characterized like my whole recovery was that, um, and this is something that's important for disability studies as well is that I, I got a certain level of care because it seemed like I could go back to school and then later work. And that's a very, very important point. Well, I think that touches, doesn't that touch on this idea of fixability? Like that, that one of the key ideas is, and I think this, I mean, it ties into our larger point that we'll get to later about the relation between disability and capitalism. But I think that this idea that we can fix the disability that we yeah. can, and I think, isn't it interesting how that's related to lack and this mm. idea that through accumulation you can fill in the lack? And so I think that relationship yeah. between, like, there's a clear connection between the disability. We, if we can fix it, then it's a, we're going to pay a lot more attention to it right. than a disability right. that just is. It's going to remain a disability, and there's right. there's no there's no possibility of filling in the lack. When of course, the ultimate answer is every disability stands in for a lack that can't be filled in. So yeah. there's a yeah, way in no, which no. that's not that distinction doesn't really hold. No, no, I think that's totally right. And I, but and 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 that idea um, was. Uh, 
pervasive and like seductive for me. Like, so like, I don't, I don't remember how. So you liked that idea, excuse me. You liked that that idea. That it was fixable. That it was fixable. That's all that I, yeah, it was all that I wanted was to not, to not feel that way. Like, like I'll, like I'll give, like I'll give another, another piece to it. Like this isn't, this isn't literally how thinking works, but I, but I just, for the sake of this, um, when I was recovering, uh, and just trying to talk and say anything, uh, it felt like I had, and again, again, this is not how your brain works, but it felt like I had thoughts in the back of my head and I needed to push them through to the front so I could speak them. Yeah. And in the middle was just like a, a granite block that I had to try to find holes in to push the thought through. Like, like I, um, <clears throat> it's hard to it's hard to describe because it's just such a like you know um, like at the at the time that I was experiencing it I like I really lacked the language to to to, to yeah. describe it so like you know it, it's this is all retroactive and in reverse but like I had to I had to learn how to like the, how to think again like to push thoughts to make thinking happen I had to it took about five years it took about when I when I met. When I met you in uh, in grad school, uh, I had just about been able to reliably read from the end of one sentence to the beginning of the next. Wow! Because I could I couldn't do that for like for years. It was a physical task that was very very hard for me and and for my eyes. And then to be able to to comprehend and process and and understand what I was reading, it doesn't matter what it was. Uh, th- like that was that was even harder. And so like I got through actually quite a lot of undergrad um through LibriVox, librivox there's this like free service for like that makes audiobooks for of like public domain material yeah. and is how i got i took like multiple my undergraduate work was on shakespeare and i took a lot of classes and uh studies in like the renaissance and and uh, and then further back in the medieval period and all of that stuff is on librivox and there's like free ebook recordings and like I would listen to that and I would read it because I needed like a second thing to be able to right. like help help me keep on task and um you know I, anyway going back I will I will tell one more like like little little snippet from this time like to just kind of emphasize uh what I don't know what my what I what, what my interiority was like at, the, at this time yeah. um <clears throat> when I took my first class uh back at college it was a it was an english class and i don't remember what the professor was talking about but he was like talking about um like logical fallacies or like incoherences like politically that was going at the time like remember this is um this is the the dawn of the second uh uh bush term i want i think around the time i went no it's the end of it so it's obama oh oh sorry sorry you're right you're right you're right it's at the end it's at the end of bush thanks um, that felt like it went on forever. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so this was, the professor was talking about that, uh, that kind of thing. And I was, I was, I was processing this, like, like the, like, like trying to hold like two contradictory ideas in my head at one time. Right. Yeah. And I felt you can believe me or not, but I, um, I felt in the, I think where your prefrontal cortex is or, or what I'm going to like in layman's terms called the left corner of my brain. I felt just an incredible tingling like of activity. And it was like, uh, connections were being made 
that that were that were dormant or broken. And the thing is, in 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 re, in rehab, when you when you rehab from a traumatic brain injury, uh, they don't care if you can read Lacan. They want you to be able to boil an egg without burning the house down and or forgetting that you're doing it. Like that's that's like the, the point of. Well, uh, that's a problem with rehab, isn't it? Like if you're not. Rehabbing people to read Lacan, what the hell's going on in there? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, I would say, you know what, I, I, I would, in a, like, to, like, in a, in a very serious way, I, I, I really think it was crucial that I went back to school, quote, early, because I think my brain was in this time of, of healing that, like, of, when, informative, right? I mean, it was reforming itself. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I think that it, like, the, the, you know, pursuing a, like, you know, whatever, maybe this, this sounds too moralistic, but I really do believe this, that, like, like, I felt the physical benefits of, like, a liberal arts education. Like, it, like, think, it, like, this all taught me, and I didn't have to have, like, I could have learned this uh, another way, but I mean, this, this all taught me that, like, thought is a is a physical activity and when you physically change the way you think or you alter your thinking on a subject like it it has material effects and benefits and it it, it it changes how you see how you hear how you how you interpret like again this is what like as this is, i don't know fourth or fifth time that i've said this like i mean this is why i ardently believe that theory is where, where you go to make change and there is no split between theory and practice theory is right. already practice and i mean this is like the most intimate and the most uh clear example that i that i can give is like me feeling like roads literally being carved in my brain to to traffic information uh, in, in a new way like and that, that's that's what that's what happened to me. I mean, I, and 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 I, it can happen to people. You don't need to have had a traumatic brain injury to have this happen to you. Like, right? You know, I mean, it's interesting because yeah. that's that's exactly Malibu's notion of the plasticity of. The, I mean, she gets it from from uh, brain scientists, Hegel? but okay. well, from Hegel too. But but from actual brain scientists, I mean that this is a this is a real thing. The plasticity of the yeah. brain, right? Like that. Yeah. That you can really that and and. It's interesting because in her book, the the newly wounded, Les Nouveaux Blessés, that yeah. um, she she makes this exact point that you make that that you, you know like you can you can reform like there's a total reforming that goes on and she uses it actually to refute Freud and and say that like <laughs> there is this like a whole new identity can form that's not just a repetition. Mm-hmm. Of the same form of subjectivity, but what's what is interesting about that is that she confuses there. I think identity with subjectivity, yeah. And so, yeah. like, I think it is true that a like a whole new identity can form, but the mm-hmm. subject that's that's driving that formation of the identity is is still the same, right? Like that, yeah. and that's what's yeah. repeating itself in the formation of the new. So, I think that's a that's a fascinating thing that you're getting to that you can really like your whole identity can, can undergo this shift. And that I, the way that it shifts is your subjectivity, right? Yeah, like that's, yeah. yeah. No, I think a hundred percent. And I think that this is a really important split is that like, you know, um, I, it, it took, it took me, it took me a long time to, to, I, I don't think I, I think when I said to you what happened to me, it was like I told you the story, but like I'm fine now. I don't I don't know if I'd literally said that. Yeah, that I mean, you, prob- you never really made it clear that you were having an ongoing issue, and I don't think you even told me about this the injury right away. 
No, no. I, yeah. I didn't because I, di- I didn't tell anybody. There was one time in undergrad, one time because I was failing, of all things, a psychology class. Um, and it was because, like, I studied so much, but I could not do – it was they were all multiple choice uh tests and I just like I couldn't do you it couldn't like do I it. just like I like I fit like I physically like it just it, it, it wouldn't happen and so I had to tell the this professor like late in the semester I said I should have told you this in the beginning but I'm going through this and I can you please give me a test that is like word problems and I can wow. do it through words like because I'm failing and I, I promise you I'm studying and like he needed you know he was like okay I will I just I gotta hear get something from the access office which is like you know, whatever, that's the procedure. But it, again, it's, it's like the, you know, I, I, for, for the professor to hear me or, or, and to, and to address this thing, like there needs to be this outside guarantee. Right. Right. And right. it's not just like, you know, and I get it cause someone, cause someone could abuse the system. Right. That's the whole thing. But worrying about that or putting that forward in the whole formation of, of policy means that there are people who will be struggling, who will never come forward. And just like, like this has happened. Like I'll just give, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to, this, this has happened to students of mine and I'm just changing the scenarios to protect the innocent, et cetera, et cetera. But <laughs> yeah. like I had, I've had a student protect who, the guilty, protect the guilty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I had a student who was great and then I didn't see him for three classes and he sends me an email and he said, Hey, you know, I know that I'm going to fail class because I've missed this and I haven't turned in this now, but I wanted to tell you, I really enjoyed it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why haven't you been showing up? And he said, like, oh, well, um, let's just change it to this. Uh, I've, I've been uh, changing medications. Of I have vertigo, and I like I, most days I can't really get out of bed. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to fail? Like, why am I going to fail you because of that? Like, I, like I'm like, uh, let me, I'm going to work with you. Like, let's, let's, well, we're going to figure something out. You don't have to right. fail this class. And that, th- like, that happens I am certain, and that person doesn't like probably doesn't contact people, but that happens so many more times than uh, this. And then the, some guys like, oh uh, yeah, I'm like dyslexic, I think. So can I have like someone do notes for me or whatever? Like, but that like that's what the policy is is worried about, and that's this like, I don't know this this larger thing with with suspicion. And I think this actually goes a little bit. I haven't read Malibu's book, but but I think um. Another way of, of thinking about a wounding is that, like, you to be believed, you have to seem very obviously wounded. Yeah, I think and, that's and, really and, true. And that's a and that's a and that's a pressure too. Where, like, you know, right after the accident, like I like I felt comfortable being like, "Yes, this happened to me." Like, but then when I was recovering, I was I was like, "Oh, well, maybe I don't have a problem anymore." And right. I did. Plus, I, still, I still needed help. Right. You know? I think it's important that it's no longer visible. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. interesting because right when, when my you, hair grew back, you couldn't see my scar, like a, you know, like and, it, and, and all that. Yeah. If you would have come to, <laughs> it would have been weird because you were already the best student in the class. So if you'd have come to me and said like, "Oh well, you know," I'd say, "Well, I guess the class isn't hard enough because oh. <laughs> you know." Um, yeah. But I think it's a good. I, I, that's a joke. But um, but you were the best student in the class. Um. Uh, Thank you. Which you knew that anyway, and it's I'm just sucking up to you. Um, uh, <laughs> you uh, feel bad because you feel bad about that thing about that thing earlier. About, I do, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to say that that um, I think the invisibility of the mm-hmm. disability is a key yeah. is a key thing, and I think you know I I know I have a friend, a good friend that has Lyme disease and has chronic Lyme disease, and and that's that's a completely invisible except that they're 
passed out because they're so exhausted, like their brain yeah. just shuts down. Yeah. But again, you can't see that. I mean, for, for all mm-hmm. that you can see, they look like a normal person. And, and, uh, and, you know, so they're, well, this it's is hard even, to don't not doesn't not everyone in the medical community even agree that chronic Lyme is a thing. It's so a thing. A right. Right. So in fact, the Boston Globe just had a had a full thing in the ideas section of the Sunday paper about three weeks ago mm-hmm. saying how it's not a thing. And it's all these doctors are just taking advantage of people to take their money. Um, of course. They're not getting that much money. <laughs> if you no. Wanna, whenever anybody says that, I think like, look, there are better ways. If you want to scam people out of money, you could just go work on Wall Street. It's a lot easier yeah. to scam people out or of money. Or say vaccines uh, cause autism. That's actually yeah, a, right. much better, that's a much that better That is racket. a good way. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the um, Along with, this is kind of funny. I knew a nurse who referred to fibromyalgia as fibromyas. So like... The, the, so like that's a nurse, right? That's a nurse, right? So like the, again, so like there's like the the suspicion, uh, you know, and and I and I think so. This is um. Well, so this I think is, it, I, yeah, okay. I just want to say one thing because I think yeah. it ties into the way that envy is structured around in disability, mm. right? And I think that the idea is that you're getting away with something that I yes. I'm the, suffering from the same thing because I think. People say like, "Look, I'm a lacking." They don't say this consciously. No, they don't, say, they don't like, say it that way. They say it without. I'm saying a it. lacking subject too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm mm-hmm. dealing with all these things that come with being a lacking subject, and which is which you call fibromyalgia, yeah, and I call just being a lacking sort of normal person, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the, and so there's this envy that the person has gotten out of. The, you know that they're getting some kind of special treatment, or that they're even getting, not even even not even the treatment, but they're just getting the attention of doctors or authorities. That this person thinks, right. you know, why am I not getting that? I'm not getting that, and I want to have that person not get it. Well, I also it, feel it, like because it, go, well, go don't you think I want on, on this point? Don't you think yeah. that that's confusing, um, like uh, accommodations or, or or treatment or 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 whatever as being seen by the other? I do, but I think those because two are the same it's, thing. You th- so no no like so I think for the like for the able body person they see that as the as first the, of all I'm not sure that I think anybody's able body. Right. We're all day to day, as Tom Brady yeah, says. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yes, it's yeah. all yeah. I don't. I think that's a yeah. real. I mean, I think that's part of the way in which, um, dis- like a kind of particularism invades mm. thinking about disability and that. Mm. Like of course, I think some people are have a, are dealing with a greater disability than others. But I think this idea that people are abled is itself a. I mean, I think that they're they're hiding. Like everybody has a fundamental wound attached to them. It's true. And, I mean, like when you make an argument about a mount, that's kind of tricky, right? Yeah. Like like that yeah. something is is greater or lesser. Uh, yeah. No, I see the point. Yeah. That, so I think that's a key point, and I think that that's. But I think that's the like it's a. I think what I, I was getting at is it functions as a kind of fetish, right? Like it, mm-hmm. I, I can, if I can see them as, as clearly lacking, then I can mm-hmm. avoid the lack in the other. And, and I appeal to the other's authority. Like, I think the, the accommodation mm-hmm. is a sign that the, tell me what you think of this. I think the accommodation yeah, is a sign that the other, the big other is lacking, that the mm-hmm. authority figure doesn't see doesn't see through this person who's presenting themselves as needing some kind of 
accommodation, right? Like I that's think, isn't I that the fear? Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. I think I think that um, well, I think for what's what's interesting for me in this whole sort of cosmology, and we and there's um, so this this is kind of recently I've been I, I've wanted to know what. Um, disability studies has to say about trauma because uh, this is like a, 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 a I don't want to say emerging because it's been going on for a while but like it's definitely like a, a grow I'll say growing right a growing field in yeah. uh, in academia um, there's a good reader that I stole from the internet uh, keywords for disability studies and so that's like actually I thought, thought it was kind of an interesting way of thinking about access like I stole it from the internet so that's you know yeah, yeah but thank anyway, God for uh, Russia huh? right yeah exactly right yeah um uh, so for me, I think what's, what is interesting about this is the, um, the, as you put it, the, the envy, the, like this person is getting away with something. Like I think so much, I actually think so much, uh, like, like actually uh, like you could bring even, uh, like racism in to like, into yeah. that structure is like yeah, this I person agree. is getting away with something. Like, I, I agree. Think but isn't it interesting? It, They're both similar in this way too. Like it's strictly speaking envy and not jealousy. Like right. yes. I don't want their wound. I just mm-hmm. want them to really suffer it, yes. not to get away with, with having their suffering alleviated. Right. Is so this, it's, is I mean, this Melanie, is this Melanie Klein? Is that the jealousy wants the, the, um, the object and envy wants, wants the, enjoy, yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I. I, th- I think that's absolutely what, what what's at work. So well, I so envy and I, enjoys yeah. destroying the others. Enjoy. Like envy is a kind of um, enjoyment squared. Like it's a mm. you enjoy destroying the others' enjoyment. I have ah, a I have okay. a person I know whose whose entire subjectivity is structured around this, like uh, around, like this person. I know can, who you're talking about. I know you do. So just, keep, uh, just keep going. Don't, and no identification. Yeah, <laughs> obviously not. But yeah. who, who can only enjoy through uh-huh. finding out what other people enjoy and showing how it's polluted, it's bad, yeah. you yeah. shouldn't enjoy it, and destroying that. So mm-hmm. I think, and I don't think that that's a, I mean, I obviously think it's not great, but I don't think it's, that far from being the normal way that a lot of people think. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost actually, you know what? I'm almost tempted to think that that's, I mean, I don't know what causes that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what causes people to turn that way, but I think mm-hmm. like, you know how people say, I always find this banal. Like people say, Oh, that's a good person. That's right. a not a very good, but I almost, I'm tempted to say, like, isn't that maybe the definition of what a good person is? Like a good person doesn't enjoy the destruction of the other's enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, and so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's just, pretty funny. I no, that's pretty good. I mean, I but think, I think I, it totally I, yeah, ties to this question of yeah. disability, right? Because yeah. that's what you think. You think the person mm-hmm. is getting away with something and you just want to, you don't, you don't want the thing yourself. You just want to destroy that. Right, I think, and I just want to—I want to hammer or, or the the other point about the um the the big other, which is not only are they getting away with something, but they're. I think the most important thing is that they're getting away with um, there, there there's a there is a um an external guarantee for this person that does not exist for me, and right. that's, that that's right. not true because the big other does not exist and does not validate you. But that's I think what's at work. Uh, as well in that in that structure of envy is that this you see someone being validated by as as you put it authority whatever in a way that you you cannot be it's a Brian it's such a good point I think that 
I think you just nailed it exactly that, that they get, I mean, cause I think we're all the time confronting obviously the non-existence of the big other or the social authority. Like it mm-hmm. does, not only does it not recognize us when it does, we realize the recognition is not worth anything, but we right. look at the other person and the disabled person and we say like, look, they're really getting some recognition. And not only that, it's really worth something because they get 45 minutes on the test that I only get 30 minutes on. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, by the way, I don't think I mentioned this. <laughs> it's worth pointing out. I submitted so many documents to educational testing services to uh, get extra time on the GRE. The the if if you're a listener and you don't know what this is, this is the the SATs that you take to get into graduate school. Grad school or, yeah. You know, um, and that I was told. I sent them. I even read to you some of what I sent them. Yeah, like it's incredible. Just, it's undeniable. Like, I, like anyway. Well, I gave them very personal uh, files and, and data on 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 me, and they uh, and they sold it. They sold it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> actually, no. They they refused my claim, and I yeah. said I was like, why? They said like, well, there is evidence that you took cognitive tests that prove that you have a a disability, but they're it's from a while ago, so you're going to need to take them again. And like, first of all, I took tests for someone who just suffered a a traumatic brain injury. So four, five years later, the result is definitely not going to be the same. But what I said to this person was, I said, you know, you never stop having a traumatic brain injury, right? Like it's not, it doesn't go away. And they said to me like, well, even still, you're going to need to take more recent tests. (laughs) (laughs) And so I didn't, so I didn't get it. And, And it was like, um, for the, you, for the and so you got stuck going to the University of Vermont University because you bombed the GRE. <laughs> well, actually, because I bombed the subject test, actually, because that, that uh, was like I had like a I could not process it in that time. Like it's like you got to yeah. be doing like a question like under a minute, basically, to be able to be doing well on that. And I just like I, I could not do it. And I had a I've had a panic attack and it was it was awful. And I think like I don't know. I know I know that's not part of the reason why that schools are moving away from the subject test. But it's I. As, as, as a, I think they're um, moving as, away as from the GRE altogether. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, when you try to, um, when you try to have these exams that that um, like document um, something for everyone, you just like you 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 get nothing. Although like, I, yeah. it is interesting in terms of this is I'm going to keep it in the realm of disability, but that sure. that those all those standardized tests were invented to give people who came from a background that was disadvantaged, a relatively equal footing. But this is a nice example of the way in which it doesn't work that way. Like it doesn't it, work. No, you're right. Because yeah. the people who come from like the people who come from a privileged background just take all these te- all these courses and and have all yeah. this counseling so they're able yeah. to do much better anyway. So it didn't had had actually the opposite effect of what its aim initially no, was. And, and that's what that's what those tests that's really what it comes down to now is that like what is the SAT test? It tests um, how much test prep you had. That's right. what it tests. Right. It doesn't it right. doesn't it doesn't evaluate a student or knowledge or ability. It it tests how 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 much money you had going into it. Like and, and anyway. Yeah. No, that and so no, but it's it's hard though. Don't you think it's hard to test? Like I mean hard to yeah. figure out. Like cuz a student can come from a school where they just the school was so bad that they got A's on everything. So like how do you it's very I think it's very difficult. 
And it's just basically, there should just be a lottery for schools because there's no, I mean, like <laughs> basically all they're doing is saying the people from the ri- the richest are going to come to the best schools. I mean, that's basically what happens, I think. Well, I think this is a nice segue point for us to talk about uh, disability and, and, and capitalism. capitalism. Yes, because, it is. So the, the point th- that, that we are brought to is, uh, is this, which is that um, capitalism is not, uh, is not able to think in terms of disability because disability is, is, is for, for a logic of accumulation that depends on I get something because you lost something, just to, to put it in those terms, for, for something that operates along that logic, it is not able to think through disability uh, or another way of putting it is it's not able to think through uh, equity or accommodation, whatever word that you want. Like right. capitalism I think- is not able to is just is not able to to think that it's 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 incompatible. But there is a there is a hitch here. But what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say because I think the reason is because the if if the commodity if the if capitalism is defined by the predominance of the commodity form, isn't the commodity form has written into it accumulation and so mm-hmm. and ever increasing accumulation, right? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what disability is ultimately, and this comes back to your thing of can it be healed or can it not be healed, right? Like, <laughs> right? Because I think that the idea of capitalism is there always has to be this possibility for the creation of more capital, that capitalism is in mm-hmm. some sense defined by I can always accumulate more that that mm-hmm. that structure and so i think disability is this introduction of a fundamental limit into the capitalist model of accumulation and so that limit is what's antithetical to the capitalist structure i think absolutely which does not mean and this is an important point which does not mean that there's not a market for, for right. disability within right. capitalism and that's the important part and this is an important uh, distinction to make that there is a difference between the market and and capitalism, or maybe I was, could say the logic of the market and the logic of capitalism. That capitalism is able to um, create have a, a market mar- for anything, for for anything, for like right. for you know the left wing uh, anarchical thinking. Like you know there there are there there are books to read, there are video games to play, there there are there are places to go, there are places to work. That, I've uh, even that, heard that you can buy on the internet lack T-shirts, <laughs> so that's a perfect example of capitalism, like creating a market for something that's completely antithetical, antithetical to, it. to it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, I think that, like, you know, it's kind of the the um, the standardized test is a really nice example of something that, um, like, is. Uh, the mission statement can say all that it wants that it's like attempting to have like a base ground to uh, a baseline to, to evaluate like everybody equally. Right. And to give everyone like the same kind of chance, no matter where they're from. But it just, I mean, so that's, so that, but it just creates a market for the rich and the wealthy, like, as we just right. said, for so these like, classes, right. Right. For these right. classes, like, so right. like it's, it's, and, and so you can see very quite clearly the, like the incompatibility of like a, like this supposed, um, uh, disability sensitive solution and the like the wider capitalist structure but like yeah so like this is I think this is what um I think this is what confuses um a lot of uh people um especially like like activist 
uh, folks who think that you can, uh, oops, I just dropped something that might've been distracting to hear. Um, who think that you can like work through conscious capitalism, right? Or you can, or, or, or you, you mean can conscientious just, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah, right. Yeah. You can just, you can just move through, that's kind of a funny, uh, Misfire. I think that makes sense, though. Though conscious, but conscious. It, it, no, I think it's. I know. I I like that actually. Yeah. I think it's right because and what's funny is that the word for conscious and conscience in French is the same. But oh, I think which is great. But I think for psychoanalytic purposes. But I think you're right. I mean, it's it's, it's totally true. Like being conscious about your choices in capitalism means being conscientious. Mm-hmm. But. Right, but you're right that that's no that still disability can't be thought within that framework. Even though I think you're right, a lot of people try to do that. Well, they do because they think if you go to the right markets and you get the right things, then then you'll then you're going to really stick it to the larger structure. But like it's actually the case that that larger structure can that larger structure can incorporate the you know the the commerce the the activity the 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 economic uh, vibrancy of whatever the market is like anywhere. Um, while just not ever being affected by what that market uh, inheres at, at the level of like ethics or morality, like it doesn't matter. Right. It's a form, not a content. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's absolutely yeah. true. It's absolutely true. But I think it's fascinating the, that there is. I mean, I, I wanted to send a hammer home this point that there is something mm-hmm. antithetical to capitalism about disability. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Disability can still be marketed right. within the capitalist structure. I mean, that's the kind of that's the little paradox that I think we are trying to want to work out a little bit because I think right, that's the right, key, right. the key interesting thing. In other words, like capitalism can what could it do? It cre- oh, like one of the ways there's a there's a if you're paraplegic, there's a van that you can drive. That and that has all the you know con- you don't have any feet controls. You have all hand control like. Right. That's and that that turns a profit for some company, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there's no, and and it's not even, it's that's not a case of capitalism trying to heal the disability, but no. but but confronting the facticity of the disability and adjusting itself to it, right? Right. So right. it's perfect, but but it still is the way in which capitalism has expanded the market based, but it's not really allowing the disability to affect or to disturb capitalist structure. Yeah. I think people under, this is, this is one of the things that is, um, it can be frustrating, but I, but I just try to turn it as to like, because of, um, my, my great, uh, Walmart, uh, uh, education, I try to turn it into an area of opportunity is like, I think people see this in things like the, I don't know, like the Susan G. Komen foundation and, and like, you know, there's like all kinds of articles that you can check out on online about like how much this, um, uh, charity for breast cancer, it's slogan being like race for the cure does not ever like it doesn't put for one it, it gets the people who are in the the structure of the of the charity rich this is like one thing you'll learn yeah. um but the other the other thing is that they put far more money into um treatment and treatment 
like or or or, or um like early warning or, or things like this. It's not for a cure. Basically, is the point. Like this is what you'll learn in like these these, these articles and the and like a, a couple of the ones that I've read. The the the, the people have kind of stopped short of making the point, which is that like they're pretty invested in being like visible and being visibly seen to be on the right side of, of this thing. Yeah. Like, you know, but in a way they're, they're doing it in a way that makes sure that there isn't a cure. Cause then they don't have a charity right. and they don't have right. this business basically right. that, you know, and, and so I think people see that in like little discreet, um, uh, instances where there's clearly this market thing and then there's this then there's this larger structure and the thing works and you think that you're you're doing something to like I don't know to for for like a good cause but it's actually not working toward that thing and it's just supporting uh larger causes like you know rich people <laughs> the, the cause of the rich that you don't support and so I think people see that in 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 like little instances like that but not in like more broad terms about how like the market always works in that way. There will be a market for everything. Right. There'll and, be a market and, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do think it's interesting. I, now I think we should flesh out this, how this, how the, how the logic of disability though is inherently antithetical to the logic of capital because, yeah. you know, so my dad was a total capitalist and he always said to me when I, as soon as I can no longer be a productive individual, I want you to pull the plug. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. So uh, it didn't come to that. Good. Actually, he he, yeah. he had a heart attack before there was a chance for pulling the plug. But, um, but it's interesting that 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 capitalism cannot take and what disability is is not is is not that if you're disabled you can't be productive, but it, there's a hitch in that productivity, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a right, like right, right. there it's not there's something that that makes the accumulation of capital not run according to to form right and so yeah, i think that's yeah, the right. thing well it's an efficiency 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 right is that like you don't have you don't have smooth functioning and 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 like it's uh yeah it's just it's sort of you you have to again you we, when you have to, when you have to accommodate you have to slow down and you you know maybe and you have right. to you have to take your time in a way that otherwise uh, you wouldn't, and and it's just um, if you like, unfortunately, um, legally and socially, like a lot of folks, I mean, especially here, are convinced that like, oh well, like the point of a business is to like to make money, and so like if you just follow that, if you follow that logic, and you just you allow that to be everything. Then of course this place doesn't have to hire people with disability because it, it because it's harder for them to make money and that's the point right right so why would they do right. anything that's just good business you know right like I like I feel like I hear that so much it's just like oh that's just good business oh don't Trump not doing his tax returns that's just good business right like you you know it's it's like a it's it's a it's it's a it's a line that can cover over the 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 cracks in the in in the, in the framework right but it's not wrong. I mean, no, and that's, well, I mean, isn't that the issue? I mean, yeah, that is the the issue. Right, right. right. That it's not wrong, that it is, there, there is a way in which it's good business and that's the maybe problem with business or the problem with capitalism. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's pretty fascinating that the, and I, I, that's why I'm, I really think this idea of that you were touched on earlier about, can you be, can it be corrected or not is really a, like, I think the, the disability that has no promise for ever being made un- not disabled is 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 itself the real 
the real thorn in the capitalist side or the real alternate logic because it does, yeah, I think yeah. capitalism needs that idea of we're always going to be able to whatever whenever we're confronted with a lack we're always going to be able to fill that lack in we're always mm-hmm. going and that that's the promise that capitalism sells and that's what's good business and I think right. to to confront a lack that cannot that I mean, what's interesting about disability is that it's explicitly a lack that can't be healed, right? Whereas I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you say like the lack of subjectivity, then, well, I don't even say I don't see that necessarily. I don't, but, but disability is much more tangible, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I think so. And it has, and it has the, um, the kind of, um, material, um, and yeah, a tangible requirement that, gets in the way of uh, the smooth functioning of a you know the the wider business or capitalistic machine and that's why that logic can't be incorporated into it which it means um, disability is one of uh, or, or dis- disability studies and thinking through disability is one of these logics that is well worth thinking through to you know push toward overturning that that system. I agree. You know? I think I want, I wonder what you think about this. I, I've been sort of toying around with this idea that is, do you think disability is a universalist alternative to capitalism? Mm. Wow. Or do you think um, that that's in some way kind of doing violence to people who are disabled? So this is the thing, isn't it? Like, so I'm, I've just started to get into disability studies in the, in the wider literature. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not totally up on this. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. don't know a ton of what the critical debates are. I know a little yeah. bit, we both know a little bit about what, what the debates are around uh, trauma and like the kind of conflict between disability studies and, and trauma studies because trauma theory, like um, the, the wound is, is uh, inaccessible and, right. and, um, and it can only really be talked about like through metaphor. And this is like a huge problem in disability studies because the whole, like one of the, the announced points uh, across like many practitioners is to make visible Right. The, 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 in, the, in, the invisible. And so that's a kind of a, a flashpoint, at least yeah. according to what, you know, what I've, I've read so far. So I don't know what the literature says on this. I don't know what, what how people would think, but I, I would. So I don't know if this would be a bit of a cop out, but, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I'll give this example. I took, um, in undergrad, uh, a really influential course on queer theory, or I think it was called queer fictions. Okay. And, um, the, uh, the person teaching the course did this thing where, where, where um, they wanted to go, they wanted to push the argument um, that the queer does not need to necessarily embody um, sexuality or uh, non, you know, normative gender that it can, like the queer can be uh, something else. The, if it, if it matters, the professor himself was uh, like a gay man. Um, okay. B- but, um, and you kind of get into this thing where like, once you, once you start to think sort of in, in that way, like, um, like that, uh, sort of, for example, like a, like a doubling of character, like a movie, like persona or what Darren Aronofsky tried to do with black Swan, that this is like a kind of queer doubling. And if you start to think of, of queerness in that way, then it's, it's like, well, what's interesting that isn't queer, Right. Right. And so then you have this um, you have this benefit in, in a way of like you're, you're sort of expanding queerness to right. 
uh, to, to like uh, this like larger category, and that like that could seem like really liberatory. But then, well, if everything is queer, then, then nothing is. Nothing is right, and so that's sort of a pro- so like if like so that's kind of one of the things, right? Where like if you and I think this is also part of the problem with um, trauma studies is that like so if any kind of wound can is is a disability, and we are all wounded then we are all disabled, then like you like, so, so what's the, what's the, what do you, what do you lose and what do you gain with that being the, 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 the case? If that's, if the, uni, if, if the universal is we're, you know, we are all, um, we're all disabled. Does that still end up creating a hierarchy anyway? And like, like, like uh, do people who are not as severely disabled as others still benefit more under that kind of idea? I think that's kind of the, isn't that kind of the the? I think that's the, the critique of that. Yeah, yeah, that would be the yeah, critique. that's the yeah. critique of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, but I do think like part of the. I mean, I, I guess my point would just be that I don't, I don't necessarily want to say we're all disabled. I just want to say, right, right. no, no, I didn't, like, I, I didn't think that. That's just I was no, just I, but to I did sort of float end. that out there. Yeah, and I, yeah. but I, I, I guess what I would say is that there's a way in which um, disability c- unlocks something that's universal about subjectivity. And I think that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. See, yeah. And so, I feel like yeah, that's, that's true in this, your example of the queer too. Like there, there's something unlocked about the nature. And, and if it didn't, then, you know, like, I don't think we would find it compelling, right? Like, like part of, part of what makes us compelled by the, by the position of someone else, like, someone who's disabled, someone who's queer, whatever, mm-hmm. someone who's strained, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, is that we connect to it in some way, right? Like that, that mm-hmm. it has, it speaks universally. And so I mm-hmm. feel like if it didn't have that universalist dimension, then there would just be no, it would have no way of gaining adherence that didn't particularly belong to it themselves, you know? So I feel like it has to have that dimension to it. And I think it's interesting to me that it does, I do think that there's a relationship between disability and the making explicit of castration. I feel like those two Mm. things are absolutely linked together. And so I feel Mm. like part of the way that we, that people, like, I think part of what's going on in the phenomena that you've described throughout this episode is the fetishistic disavowal of castration, right? Like yeah. this, I don't want to accept that the other is lacking. Like that's so, in fact, yeah. explicitly, right? Todd, I will just give a very, like a very concrete example of this. Like, so as I said earlier, because for a few months I was, I walked around with six inches of my skull missing. Um, right. I, well, and for one, like I couldn't walk around without shoes because just the, just like putting my, my foot on the floor without shoes, like would send such a shock up my body. And, wow. and, and it was, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't walk without him. But when I would be out in public for a while, I had to wear this helmet and it was like a, um, it was like made, a motorcycle helmet. Um, kind of, except it was all white and uh, very round. And so I just looked like a very tall sperm <laughs> and, uh, it was embarrassing <laughs> it was really bad. And I, but I remember, I remember walking around, I had to get, I had to get new glasses because they broke in the accident. 
along with a, a lot of other parts of me. Yeah. Um, and I remember being in the mall of, and I'm walking around with a helmet with my family. And I, I, I was like, not r- totally able to walk on my own. You know, I needed assistance. So I think my mom was holding my, my hand. And I remember people looking at me, but not looking at me and right. making sure to, to not look away, but to not look at me, you know, to not stare. And it, you know, retroactively right looking back on it now from like this moment and in this conversation it's like i was <laughs> i think me looking like a tall sperm possibly helped but i like was this symbol that would make you aware of your own castration right, right. so you don't look at that and you don't and we don't and we don't bring that into this business and we don't do it that way because all these other made up reasons but i i think if you wanted to begin like a genuine, I mean, this is what we're, I mean, this is what we're all about here, but if you wanted to begin a genuinely psychoanalytic intervention into disability studies, I think this is a pretty good place to start is that like the, um, how, uh, the, 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 the disabled body or the, or, 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 or mind like, like is this, um, maybe avatar is a bad word, but like avatar for castration that is like, uh, cannot be um, like that cannot be visible, you know, like, like that's actually part of the struggle is like, like is, is to make that visible in, in the symbolic is to uh, um, accept castration on a level that is just far too uncomfortable. Right. But isn't it interesting that it's a, and, and your description is, was great. And I think that the, what you first struck me was the, the idea that how, the 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 non castrated status of the other is so dependent on the image of the other, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just it's like clearly it's symbolic castration. I mean, castration is right. only symbolic, only symbolic, That's only really symbolic. Important. Let's That's be really clear important. about that. It has it's nothing to symbolic. do with any kind of bodily thing. But but isn't the affirmation of it imaginary? Like it's the mm. image, it's the image of the other. That allows us to avoid the confrontation with the other's lack. So it's it's interesting that it's symbolic castration, but it's the image that protects us from the confrontation with symbolic castration. You know what I mean? And not oh, absolutely. And no, it's I not got, the signifier. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I got I got lost in thinking about this other incident of. Um, me being in the car and just like leaning my head against the uh, backseat. My parents were driving and there was this car of like rowdy teenage boys and they were like taunting me basically for on the, yeah. hi- on the highway. Right. And yeah. I, I, I flipped them off and like, that was like, that, that didn't make me feel any better. And they thought that was like, Oh my God, can you believe what he really did? Like, anyway, like it's the, um, the, the 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 level and the depth to which that like you ha- like the the that that image of uh, of castration has to be pushed pushed away and and and, and yeah yeah and dismissed it's like it's uh yeah it's incredible like but, it, but it's, it's it's imminent you know with an a it's like oh, I, I think like, yeah, right 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 yeah. and it's the but it's the it's the what allows us to avoid it is the imago of the other right like the mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. image of the other as complete right. So this, so, so I, yeah. so like I occupied this space of a stain basically. Right. Right. Like right the, yeah. Right, yeah. And, right. and, and I think that, I think that the, um, yeah, the, I think that 
the figure of of, of disabilities and 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 the, and the disabled you know the person with a disability does the, does the same thing. I know, but yeah, I, th- I think it's totally true. But it's isn't it funny that we usually think of the stain in the picture as yeah, this th- thing that's out of place, mm-hmm. but not as the wholeness of the body disturbed. And I think I think Ooh. that's a, what's interesting is it's a different way to think of yeah. this object or the stain in the picture to think of disability and some like when disability well, we, appears in public in terms yeah. of its relationship to the wholeness of the body that it makes that that incompleteness evident and thus makes the incompleteness of the whole symbolic structure evident and thus forces this confrontation with the castration right is that not the way to borrow the Zizekian construction is that not the way to get to the to the the proper universal formulation. That's yeah. That's what I was through, getting through at. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the as as I like to say the particular that changes all particulars. Right. Like right. That's the, right. yeah. Like so you take you take the stain and it's not the it's not the blot that that uh, it's not the blot on the larger thing. It's like no, that's we're we're you're you're um, reorienting the the position of emphasis. Right. Right. Into, into right. how you and how you even see uh, completeness. Right, and or, it's or, right, yeah. exactly, and it's and it and it affirms universality insofar as it affirms this not fitting in, but it's not like mm-hmm. a not fitting in that we can all that we can all accept enjoy. and we can all <laughs> yeah. enjoy. Right, I mean, it, it's interesting because I think there is a way that, um, like, wouldn't wouldn't the kind of and I know this is a f- predominant strain within disability studies of a an inclusionist mm-hmm. treatment, you know, rather than this. I think there's just there's two possibilities right there's the the i mean there's three really there's the the let's call it the conservative reactionary mm-hmm. position that says let's get the disabled a, in right. a camp or somewhere right, else right? Right, right right yeah yeah okay so that's the that's first how we position get, that's how we get rid of it and that's how we get to equality right that, it's, right it's right there. we get them out of here right and then there's the liberal position which is let's include everyone within you know like we can mm-hmm. all tell nice stories about how we're all struggling with disability. We're right, struggling we're to be this, more accepting. Right, yeah. I'm really working hard on not saying the wrong words and all mm-hmm. this, you know, all that kind of liberal. And then I think there's the, let's call it psychoanalytic dialectical <laughs> leftist position, which is, sure. which is no, the disability stands for all, all of our universal exclusion. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's, and so it brings together our universality in confronting the our our shared symbolic castration right and so then that mm. i think that's a that's such a different kind of universality than either of the others because what's interesting is i think both of the others rely on a fundamental exclusion one that yeah. is admitted mm-hmm. the other that is subterranean and and just repressed but still there nonetheless yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well yeah i mean like that that liberal position um fails to actually confront uh i mean well i mean i would i mean anything would be like a way to finish that sentence but if i mean it fails to like it 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 just it just sanitizes the situation that's always my frustration is it's like oh well you know we'll we'll say the right words and we'll do the right things and we'll include everybody and all the while we we have this what we do is we put a um we put a skein of civility over something that doesn't fundamentally change like like any actors or the structure like at all 
I agree. But what do you do? What do you, what about, okay. What if someone says to you, okay, Ryan, but we're going to, this time we're going to really take the liberal position seriously. And we are going to include everyone, no matter what the degree of their disability. What about that? What if someone says that to you? What if someone says that? Well, well, I think that, well, I think for one, the, the immediate problem that I see with that is that is just to me that would seem constructed just to make the um, the person who is like inv- inviting and including everyone in that would just seem to kind of make that person or that group look good. Yeah, uh, and and I and I think that's sort of the issue, and so it do- it keeps it actually fails the universal test. It it, it keeps the it keeps a it keeps a structure. Uh, yeah, I think it does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, a hierarchy. That's what I would. I think that's what I would say to um, is the is the problem it, because it doesn't like you know as I'm fine. I'm saying it doesn't inv- it doesn't inv- it doesn't indict the person doing it. You know, like right. it, it it puts them it puts them in the the power position end of uh, <laughs> of being the of being uh, the 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 good person, right? Doesn't it in, also require? Doesn't I think that's right. And, but doesn't that univer- that kind of fake universalist position... Let's call it also, an all, right? Yeah, the let's all. call it an all. Yeah, that's a good, one, good thing to call it. Yeah. Um, doesn't it also require a fundamental exclusion? Yeah. Of the yeah. people who don't accept the all, right? Like, I mean, right, right, right. like, think about... I teach at the University of Vermont, and... Uh, as if you listen to this podcast, you know that. <laughs> but it's a more... Yeah. It's a left-leaning... Liberal leaning, I should say. Um, Todd's a university. professor. Uh, he's from Ohio. Uh, it's <laughs> back that up. A little. <laughs> and uh, but I was leading to a point. Um, Sorry, ever just, so slowly and, it and was, circuitously. It's only, it's only because we don't. You know what? I think this is a point. It's because we don't lead with our identities. I just say I'm Ryan Engley, and I say you're Todd McGowan, yeah. and it's not doctor, doctor. You know, we never. We never That's do true. That. That's true. You know, or whatever, anything like that. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah. But my point is that. I think your point about self-congratulation is absolutely yeah. right. But I also think you need the exclusion of those people that are exclusionary themselves. You know, like you yeah, need yeah, yeah. to say like, oh, look, we're not, I mean, just to pick a person, Donald Trump or mm-hmm. Corey Lewandowski or any of these other other people. Like, you know, that, that and, and so their exclusion is one of the things that affirms that all, I think. So the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. everybody who's not tolerant or not, like they go out in order for that that all, all to be constituted. I absolutely right. think that's necessary. And I think, so there is a limit to its universality. Mm-hmm, it still needs mm-hmm. enemies, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. That And that's and that's the whole, right. And that's the, that's the, probably the, um, the false, way to solve the problem of if, if you, if the way that you do, you go about the, um, the premise is like, Oh, well, everyone is wounded and everybody is, is disabled and, and, and in a way, and we're going to accommodate that. That's how we're going to move forward. Then to make sure that it's not, well, if everyone has a disability, then no one does. You need to have the enemies who refuse that position. Right. And that's right. kind of the only way that that remains solid. And 
I don't know. Maybe you maybe you make maybe you make marginal gains in some places, but you've now you've now given the 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 excluded the like this position that they can become entrenched in, and that can be their thing. Well, right. right. I mean, it fuels yeah. if the right is fueled by envy, which they are. Like that's going to yeah. just exacerbate it, right? So right. this is I, I haven't said I don't think I've said this to you yet. I I, th- I and I and I wonder if you think this this would work. That I think the right way to approach something like this would be um, to like, so that this is my, my, my sort of new, new thinking on the universalist position is that it argues its point in such a way that it makes the um, alternative or opposed viewpoint, not, it doesn't make it go away, but it makes it irrelevant. I think that's good. So, like I, I said to, to a number of different different people, like different students here that like, you know, politically all over the world, in America especially, it's like it's fraught and tumultuous tumultuous. And there are a lot of bad ideas that have been brought back and have been made relevant, uh, particularly Nazi ideas. But you know what's right. not relevant is the idea that women shouldn't have the right to vote. That's not a politically salient idea. And that's obviously going back a ways. Um, but it's like that I, that position is, is that position is irrelevant. Like for, if that, that was, if that was somebody's thing, I'm going to run, maybe they, maybe somewhere that you get support. Like, yeah, that sounds great. I hate women too, but it's not, that's not a, it's not a viable position. It's, it's like you, you might as right. well be for like bringing the pony express back. Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. Well, so, I think that's right. I think, you know, when a position has really won, when it, or it, it makes the what would be the opposed position irrelevant. I think that's absolutely true. So that's what I think the task is, and I and I, you know, I I I, I don't I don't like um, posing a problem and then saying the uh, the the conclusion, and then maybe we don't maybe I'm not providing the middle step, but I but I think that um, that's that would be the way to think uh, through uh, disability as a as a universal structure would be to to make irrelevant the um oh i don't know to to make a like to to make irrelevant the um i i'm going to avoid saying ableist and instead say the capitalist position which is that it needs to be like efficient and this needs to move slowly and like only only after only after um great convincing will we accede to your need to have uh uh, elevator access here for, for example to talk about the structure of a building yeah so i think i think that's the way toward it and i and i and i mean i think like the way to um i mean I, it it has to be con- i think it has to the it has to be considered a way of thinking as i said earlier i, I agree that, i thought you were yeah. going to say that it, it, it the only way is to make capitalism irrelevant so that's yeah well been. i mean that yes i think that's the yeah, I think so. Which, which, yeah, absolutely. That's a tall order, though. It's a tall order. Uh, it, it seems to be the only game in town, but they, it yeah. does want you to think that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. All right. So, uh, so maybe the lesson is make capitalism irrelevant. <laughs> That's all. Just you can do it by Friday. Uh, okay. Over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.